if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did hello we have here today the beautiful Jennifer Steele Mo, Modelo. Mo, I want to say, say that again. Mondello. Mondello. Sorry, I want to say Mondello like the. I'm so sorry about that. Um, Jennifer Steele Mondello. Cor- did I say it correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. It's a beautiful name. Beautiful Thank name. You. So you've recently read a book and I've already halfway through it. And it's very, very good. I have to admit, I really like your writing style because I actually feel like I'm you while I'm reading the book. Um, It's very good. And I'm very impressed. You've already made the top. And I also saw on Amazon, you made the top list for pornography. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the number one new release for books about pornography. Right. No, I'm very, very impressed. It's it's very, very, everybody, you have to go buy it and everything. I'm sitting here with Jennifer and she's a bit of an OG like me. There's the book, The Adult Agency. Uh, you can get it right now on Amazon. Um, so you're just like me where you're an OG. You've been in the business. What year did you start? Uh, 1997. Oh, you started dancing in 97 too. Well, no, I, st- I started dancing in 89. At the oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was 95. Yeah. So you were, you were dancing for quite some time and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I was dancing for quite some time before, uh, before mm-hmm. I started doing porn. Oh, okay. Okay. And, um, how did you first get into dancing originally in 89? Um, originally in 89, I, I started dancing to put myself through college. Mm, okay. Before you had yeah. kids or just. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I was 17 years old. <laughs> oh well, just like yeah I said well I mean I don't know if I can see. I I was um I I it was a bachelor party I started with bachelor parties um because okay. it was in Santa Barbara and they didn't have clubs there um and it was right before my 18th birthday I did my first bachelor party and then and then I started doing bachelor parties after that and then clubs right and and um in that experience time how can you share with me how you how you personally have noticed the adult entertainment business has changed throughout the years and what's been good, what's been bad. That's been oh, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as dancing goes or as Every, far as- everything, everything dance, you can say whatever too on this podcast, because 
don't worry about like, oh, I'll say, yeah, okay. (laughs) You could just let it go because I'm going to, the audio is going to be, anybody can listen, it's going to be 18 and up. And then the um, visual will probably be under a paywall or a network. I know with the advent of the internet, that changed things a lot. And that was around the time that I started getting into like shooting uh, magazines and movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and, and once, um, you know, people, people who were only shooting, um on on like regular scenes we're now just shooting for the internet and and having their own websites and the actual talent could take more control of their finances through internet sites which is something they didn't really have before um and i mean now with the advent of of only fans and, and all the other stuff that 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 also gives them more control um of, of their own finances and what they do and don't do um than it was before when when people were just competing against each other to do um, regular scenes on the set. Oh, okay. So you went from like so my 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 share is I started I started dancing. I remember when I started in '95, there was those forms of sex work were that I saw because I you know I knew of uh, dancers that what was it uh, the feature dancers, but I personally yeah. didn't know of anyone. But uh, in my day, I remember there was the track, there was strip clubs, and then there was the phone books. And where I was in Florida, like that, the porn world seemed so distant and far away from me and impossible. Like, yeah. Yeah, I started with the phone books. (laughs) Oh, you started with the phone (laughs) books? I started with the phone books, and then I moved to strip clubs. And Mm -hmm. then uh, after that, like after I graduated from college, that's when I started doing and when you started doing movies. Now your choice of, um, in the book, the book tells a lot of details and I feel like uh, people, sorry, we're gonna have a little visitor come up my cat, right, when I'm talking. Um, Don't worry about giving anything up in the book because I'd rather have a good conversation. Oh, okay, okay, because okay. I feel like that. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I'm like so into the book right now that I don't even want to like find out what's next because it's yeah. really, really, really written good. But uh, you got in, you started doing something like on the, you were doing webcam before it was a thing before the companies came around. Um, what we were doing was my, my ex-husband took some pictures of me, like in the bathtub and in the shower and on the bed. Um, and then we were using those pictures like we were spamming with those pictures on over AOL and then that, and then people, it would take people to a website and then people would sign up for the site and we would get money. Wow. Oh, so he was doing and his that was only- like back in the day when the internet, when internet porn was new and it was like those dial up sites, they were just like, they didn't have regular porn sites. They just had sites that you had to dial up and then they would show you pictures. Gosh, that's really back. <laughs> It's really? Like, yeah, like <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> like yeah. when, when it was still dial up, they didn't have Wi-Fi. And no, I remember that I bought a computer in 1997, in fact, and it was $1,700 from remember when Gateway and. Um, yeah. And it was and, all Microsoft with Pentium. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it was one of those computers. So your um your ex was actually doing like an OnlyFans before it ever existed. Kind of, yeah. In a sense, yeah. In a sense. Um yeah. the, when so you were dancing and everything, um, and you enjoyed it pretty much. It was by your choice. And yeah, I love dancing. Me too. I miss dancing. And that never stopped. I always love dancing. 
Me too. I love it when I talk to another dancer because I, that's, I miss that more than any other. Yeah, like, me too. If, if I yeah. could go in, because you could just walk into the club, not uh, a. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now things are more. Even though my, my knees couldn't take it now. <laughs> yeah, my back. I actually had scoliosis and I had a bad back, so I couldn't. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. Um. Now, when you decided to go in porn, that was really ultimately your decision. And um, one thing I noticed that you said in there was something that you read about Nina Hartley. That what she wrote about that you read in college. Uh, yeah. Um. I and I think, I, that's, I think that's very important today to share because things are changing so much that I think a lot of new sex workers are not realizing this. And and uh, remember what you read about Nina Hartley, what they said, and she said, uh, you, I think it was your history class or something about... It was, it was my women's studies class, and I read an essay that was in... Um, an anthology that one of her essays was in. I wish I remembered what the essay was called, but it was about um, porn and feminism and how you can be um, pro-porn and you can also be a feminist. Um, and it, it just, it, at the time I was a stripper and I was going through college and it was kind of a dirty secret. Um, and so reading that essay made me feel like, it made me feel okay about liking my job as a dancer because I loved it. Right. No, I I truly that's what I, I understood. Mean, I mean, I had a way of like taking that shame out of the sex worker, you know, by the way she explained things. And and so she resonated with me. And then there was also something she was also on. Um, uh, what was the? Uh, there was a talk show that she was on, too. And, and it talked about her being a feminist and being um, in the porn industry. And that re- had resonated with me, too. Um and it made me feel like the porn industry was safe right. going into it because of the things that she was talking about. The quote I said, and I might be wrong if I say it, but it even, it, it, I, I like what she said is as a sex worker, you should never do anything that you're not you, feel comfortable in the bedroom. Yep. And that's, and that's exactly what she said. So you, you, you never want to do anything that you wouldn't normally do in the bedroom. And, and that I, I really like that statement because I, as a sex worker myself, and you said too, like you feel safe with doing porn. I think that's important that we instill this in these new sex workers as they come out um, because things are taking a turn. And, yeah. and, well, and, and at that time, everyone was trying to convince the new talent to do anal. Like that was, it was all about anal because people watched Lorena Bobbitt get on the stand and guys were getting hard on, hard ons listening to, um, her talk about her husband butt raping her and and then all of a sudden porn went to like all like just anal like everything was anal like people were just trying to like the whole thing was convincing girls to do anal that were com- first coming in um and, and and I think that was where a lot of that comment came from was that that was like really big at the time yeah oh man yeah because it's true yeah, you shouldn't do anything and uh not everybody can do anal either. This can be messy quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and um, I really think, you know, there needs to be like a something about ethical porn. Yeah. And I, I'm really big on that. Yeah. And I believe it now that what I'm personally seeing, um, you know, and I do, I got into the OnlyFans, I got into the content creation. Um, I'm seeing girls that are total square, total civilians jump in the business. And it's like, 
they have no, they're doing whatever, but for the clout, for the buck to make money. And it's not necessarily good. And they're saying whatever, they're not even running their own pages anymore. Um, you know, what's really crazy is I really love. I've heard about some of that too, where people are taking over, like they're almost managing them. Like on a, like on a private, like not as an agent, but like on a personal level, like almost like pimpy. Yes. It's a new way. It's the craziest thing. There's, it's It's grooming. It's a form of grooming. Yes. Well, and, and, and literally there's girls that they, they have somebody else do everything as going as far as talking to the client. And what I think is very weird, um, that was one of the things, I don't know about you, if you have this experience, but I really miss talking to clients like in the strip club. Yeah, I do too. And, and for instance, it's a Sunday. I remember Sundays was the day of football. I actually enjoyed watching football with, and now this new love, girls are just shooting pictures, taking stuff, but no interaction, no, it, it's, it's crazy. I just think it's the craziest thing um, because you learn so much when you interact with men. Mm-hmm. And they're much more simpler than what, you know, but when you put in ideas, such as you're saying about Lorena Bobbitt, the idea, like, you know, people, porn started putting ideas. I think, I think that's when there's a biggest issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of, um, so once you got, I don't want to, like, your book is so good. I don't want to scream all the details. Um, now I haven't gone as far as, you know, as right now we're talking about the incident and the, uh, the book and all that, um, as you got deeper into the industry of porn, how did things really change for you? And what do you say that you like best? And what would you say that you didn't like? Are you talking about like after the incident? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's that big like mound of, you know, (laughs) Um, okay, other than that, like the things that I did like about porn, mm-hmm. honestly, I like those moments between the sets where you got to know the other talent mm-hmm. because they're like just really nice people. Like I, I just, I liked getting to know the other talent and making friends. Um, just being on the set was like, you know, like the worst day on a porn set is is the best day at a regular job, you know, is better than the best day at a regular job. It's it's true. Um, the the things that were the downer was the sexual harassment. And I know that sounds like kind of like that doesn't make sense because you're talking about. Oh, it porn. makes perfect sense because yeah, I. But that was for the me. thing. Like I'd be having a really good time and then somebody would pull me into a closet, you know, and then it's like, you, you know, you, you have to figure out on the on the fly how to react, you know, right. if you don't freeze, <laughs> you know, so. So and, and that was I mean, that wasn't just a one time thing. So. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah, that, that would be the kind of behavior that I that I would like to see um, people take responsibility for themselves. Yes, yes, yeah, because it's it's you know what, and I've I've been on podcasts and I've been on shows, and the whole reason I wanted to make this was I hate how they don't see us as humans. Yeah, people don't see sex workers as humans. That you know we're not. We ever, I'm curious, were you ever isolated when you uh, when you were on the set? Um, I never did professional porn at all. Oh, believe okay. it or not. I've okay. done everything under the sun, but I never did professional porn. 
And I have a lot of reasons, but it, like I said, I remember I told you. It before, never happened to me at a strip club. It know? happened to me at strip clubs. Oh, I was it? actually, yes, yeah, Spearmint Rhino, which I actually sued. But yeah. of course, that's it happened all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's crazy is, um, no, it happened in strip clubs. Um, the two best clubs I worked at, I never received it. Mons Venus in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Never received it. Joe Redner is, um, I'll be crying the day he passes because he. I have very wonderful experience with him. And then at Crazy Horse 2 in Las Vegas, which was another good club, I never, never happened. The clubs mm. where I got sexually harassed were um, primarily Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas. Okay. And, yeah. yeah, like, it, and I, I sued the club afterwards, and then I was uh, harassed at another club, and um, I sued another club in Los Angeles where literally, like, I, I, I started suing strip clubs, literally, like, that I had issues with. I um, didn't have an issue at Mons Venus, didn't have an issue at Crazy Horse 2, had major issues at Spearmint Rhino, had major issues at Sapphires in Las Vegas, and um, was mistreated badly. And I I sued, you know what I'm saying? And it was kind oh, of- a I, sued, uh, I sued two clubs for independent contractor issues in one. Oh, you did? Which, which yeah, clubs did this, you- um, And um, this was in Oregon. This, I wanted, this was like in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was- uh, it's not Pink Pony. I forget. It's two clubs in Oregon. One was the Alaskan Bush Company. And then the other one, I think, was Lollipops. Lollipops, I think. And yeah. Jiggle. Well, I sued them because of the independent contractor. But the, you know, the abuse that I did take in the strip clubs was crazy. Um yeah. I, with the porn world, I kind of knew. Who worked there by the uh, managers or by the? Oh yeah, the managers. Well, see, I never had problems with managers, but that's just me, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, I found more issues at the corporate clubs than at the mom and pop clubs. Okay. Yeah, I found more issues, and I felt like, uh, you know, I noticed a difference. And I, I always liked the mom and pop club. I always worked at the mom and pop. Club. Oh, they were always the best. They were yeah. always, I think I had one issue with a mom and pop club. And again, it was a manager that I don't know what he was smoking, but um, like he wasn't, that manager wasn't sexually harassing me. It was more of uh, the treatment and it was very, you know, and I just stood up and I, I didn't put up with no BS or nothing. Well, yeah. and there's a, there's a practice at those clubs that I don't agree with. Like, like the, the mom and pop clubs that I worked at, and I don't know if it's like that now with the smaller clubs, but we didn't have to pay the club per dance. Like we paid them a house fee to work there for the night. But like the, when we danced a dance, we didn't have to give them five, 10, 15, 20 bucks out of our dance money. You know what I'm saying? We just paid a house fee for the night. And yeah, then when, and when Mars I started Venus, working yeah. at the corporate clubs, it was like, I started having to pay like $10 out of my dances. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, really? <laughs> like, ha- like to me, that's like, then right there, then I should be getting paid a paycheck if that's the case, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was getting shook down by bouncers. If I'll never forget, you remember the site, MySpace, I brought in a customer. I'll never forget this. I brought in a customer from MySpace before social media was a thing. The guy came from England. He tipped the bouncer $100. And then I got brought into the office and they were based. The bouncer was like mad. I wasn't giving him more of my money. I think I made $600 and he wanted more of a cut. 
for that. And I, and then they go, you're bringing in these guys from social media. And I go, well, do you want me to bring them to a hotel room instead next time? And then they, they didn't, I didn't get in trouble, but I was like, they, the bouncers at a rhino were everything that they, cause it it was in the media about crazy horse too, about the bouncers shaking the girls down. That wasn't the case. It was all at spearmint rhino. They went after the wrong club and, uh, they were bad where they were shaking us down at night on top of paying, walking in the door, paying a house fee. Um, yeah, with a lot of. And then, and, then the, and then the bouncer that gives you the guilt trip on the way to your car. <laughs> oh, so the one club in California I sued. I saw how much money you made tonight. <laughs> oh, no, no. You know, the one club I actually sued was because a bouncer that walked, he kept my stuff. I made absolutely no money that night, right? He kept a bag of mine. I can't, went in the next day and I said, hey, um, you have my bag. And he's like, yeah, you didn't give me a tip out. And I go, I didn't make any money. He goes, well, you could give me some of the money you're making now. And I said, are you serious? And I went to that manager and I said, your bouncer's extorting me. And then he got like, he went crazy. Like he had like a whole little scene. And I said, okay. And that's, I was like, let me, and I called my attorney, sued them. I said, I'm not having and it was like I'm talking imagine having a bad night making no money and then the next day somebody's shaking you down that's how bad some of these bouncers were and and there was some good bouncers I've worked with but I've also had the the amount of good bouncers equal the bad bouncers and they also get like a little chip on there and because I'm a dominant woman um that doesn't put up with anything they they kind of get like you know there's looking to start something so yeah, that, that was the downside, I feel like, of uh, the mom and pop clubs. Yes, they were cool, but it was, yeah, the corporate clubs and where they charge per dance. I hated that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you were doing porn, you got with an agent, were you with an agency or anything? Because I'm still not that far in the book. Yeah, and I I ended up, do you remember Charlie Fry? No. Okay, no. he was an, oh, okay, he was an agent in the porn industry, but he. He was a feature agent and I got mm-hmm. with him first and he like ripped me off. And I was, it was a really bad experience. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He like, he got me hooked up with this nightmare scene and, um, and then ended up ripping me off. And, um, and then I, I ended up getting together with one of his agents and we left him together and we ended up like being together, like as boyfriend and girlfriend for like two years. And he's still an agent. Um, oh wow a feature agent yeah um wow. and, then, and then my feature agent you know my feature career took off after that well, and what years were you feature dancing um let's see 1998 to 2006 ish oh wow going all over the country and everything and yeah oh yeah did you yeah. have a favorite city your favorite clubs oh <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I did all of them. I hate, I, I couldn't like pick out like a, like I loved Tootsie's. Tootsie's was, was awesome. Oh, Tootsie's down <laughs> in Miami. Yeah. I loved Tootsie's cause I could get, I could get as fucked up and get as, get away with anything at Tootsie's. <laughs> so I worked at, to- I worked at Tootsie's like 1999 at the old Tootsie's up until they, I remember. I remember the, the old Tootsie's. Yeah. Yes. I worked I there the better when it was smaller. Yeah, like that old Tootsie's, I remember that club made as a house dancer. See, I always was a house dancer. Yeah. Um, okay, I was a house dancer at Platinum during that time. Oh, okay, okay. But um, 
oh man, I remember Chitsies because every week they had a different featured dancer and then they had to sell these little gifts. Yeah. Like we had to sell all these like gifts. a little tool kit and a little like coloring set. <laughs> oh my God, I gave so many gifts away to family and friends. <laughs> oh, I love Tootsies. So Tootsies was one of your, so they must have treated the girls good, the uh, feature dancers. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, every place did. Oh, okay. I was always a house dancer. I could, I could just talk from, and I personally, the clubs I did the best didn't have the feature dancers. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the whole thing is like, once I wanted to become a feature dancer, that's when I ran into a lot of problems with safety because there are so many, like, you know, the trolls at the bridge that you have to get through. There's yeah. so many of those and you don't know which ones are being fair and which aren't. And, and it's, it's, it's rough. And then once you've gone through some some rough things, you don't want to stop because you don't want those things to stop you and break you. So you just end up going through more rough things. And, and then, you know, finally you get what you want. And it's like. <laughs> and oh, <you're> yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because it, it, it's true. What like sex work is. It, 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 that is so true because I remember it like, have to be like that though it's and that's the thing is it's it's not even like this the actual sex work that I'm talking about it's it, it's the it's the predators that are around that yeah if that makes sense and 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 the new sex worker doesn't know who those people are yes I've run across more predators um and had more predators than I've ever had with any clients or fans. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, and that's probably true for you too, right? I just want to be able to go and do my work and not have to deal with all the other stuff, you know, like, cause it's, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And then like, I, I, for me, because I was a house dancer, if I went to a different city or dealing with the club or dealing with the manager or the politics or, uh, I remember, oh, no, no, this happened at Tootsie's. I remember I was waiting to go in the VIP room. The manager came to me and and pulled me away from the client. And then the client went with a, then I came back. The client was in the VIP room with somebody else. Then the client came out and he goes, the manager just told me you left. And I said, what? And what had happened, the girl had tipped the man, the man, the, it wasn't even the bouncer. The girl had tipped the manager to steal the client. Wow. That was at Tootsie's. I remember that. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he goes, oh, he didn't really, then, the, then when I confronted the manager, he goes, oh, he didn't like you. He didn't want to go in there with you. I go, he just told me, you told him I left. <laughs> like, and I confronted him and then it turned into, well, if we're going to have a problem, I'm going to send you home. Then he used his authority over me. Like wow. that. So yeah, like I, that's, that's the predatory shit that I've been, again, it's, it always was like, I didn't have trouble with the clients. It was always with the manager, with the agent. It was always something, um, I'll never forget. It was always like, it didn't have anything to do with like the, the the provider and the customer. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. For me, that's like the, the, the stuff around you. Yeah. Right. That's, that's Mm -hmm. how sex work it. Well, usually it's something that you can't. Um, you're something that's out of control and it will affect your money and, or it'll be a situation or a a predator or somebody trying to take advantage of. And, and now with, uh, this only fans, I see what's crazy now that I've never seen before is 
I see um, other sex workers trying to profit off other sex workers. Yeah. And they're, and literally people are coming on and they've never, um, and it's, 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 and they're, and then they'll be like, well, I don't know why I'm a female. I can't be a coach. No, you're not a, really a coach. You're more like an opportunist, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a sick situation. I felt way more, I'll be honest. Um, the past couple of years, I haven't felt united. Like I did back in my stripping days. I felt more united with the other, when I danced, I felt more united with strippers and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I felt when, like that too. Yeah. Like I felt like that. And now the, I feel like the sex worker world is kind of evolving and it's changed. I've seen so many different forms, whether it be online in person, um, <laughs> like everything is crazy. It's crazy. Um, so how did you initially, what made you want to stop feature dancing and stop doing porn ultimately? Um, I stopped feature dancing because I, um, like the way somebody else hurt me, I hurt someone else on stage. I, um, violated somebody else's consent and I decided after that to quit because if I, I was unqualified to be a feature dancer, if I was going to make that kind of a slip up. So this was a personal decision of yours. Yeah, this was a personal decision. I hurt someone. I, Uh I, so I basically sexually assaulted somebody on stage who wasn't expecting it. Um, and, um, I made amends with her and, um, afterwards I quit, which was part of making amends to make sure that you, you change the, um, the behavior. So, um, that's that's one of my book. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) it, It very much reflected the abuse that was done to me. Um, in the beginning of my career. So it's, it kind of shows a cycle of sexual trauma. So I call myself out on my own behavior in my book. That's good. That's good. That's like, uh, I'm glad you, you see that you realize that. Um, and you can admit to that because not a lot of people are that brave mm-hmm. and, and admit. Um, it's when somebody's it, when there's a certain behavior and you mm-hmm. decide not to make changes that's your fault. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's something that I had to do if, you know, if I wanted to live with myself. Wow. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't, uh, cause I I know it's really heavy (laughs) when you read the book, like it all flows, like it it all makes sense. So yeah, no, no, Uh, your your book is very, um, so far it's very, very good. That's why I was like, it was very much like, um, celebrity narcissism, like took me over mm -hmm. um, or took over my decision-making and, and that, you know, that's what it led to. So that's what it started with and that's what it led to. Wow. So you admit at one point when you were like, what's the word to say on your high horse, you were experiencing some narcissism. And, I was uh, a total narcissist when I was at my height. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and w- what type of things do you, f- um, were you doing during that time that you felt like you were total narcissist and when, and it took that moment for you to discover this or. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it really did take that moment for me to discover it because what I felt like my show and how I was making other people see me as this sex goddess person um, was more important than this other person's boundaries. And when that happened, when I saw that that happened, that I did that, um, 
that, yeah, I, I saw my, I, I knew that there was something wrong with my personality. Like there, there was something wrong that I needed to change and that I was dangerous. Oh, wow. That's, that's <laughs> powerful. No, that's good that you omitted it because we all know, like we've danced with, uh, you ever work with that one girl and she gets into the club and then she does a 360 and she has a different personality and she's on a high horse. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I worked at Mons Venus, I always called it the Mons Venus syndrome because I noticed at th- that club, even it's, though it, it's usually that they're covering up their own insecurities. Yeah. At that club, even though that was my most favorite club to work at ever, I noticed that some of the girls had like this cattiness. That was the only club I could say they had a cattiness. Uh, I work at Mons. And it, it was very, very weird. Like they would we were say like it. that at Platinum too. <laughs> what? They were like, I work at Mons Venus. They used yeah. to be like that. Like, cause I guess it, you know how Tampa. <laughs> huh? The little rhinestones. The, they, all, they all had the rhinestone chokers. I remember at Platinum during that time. Oh, it really? was like whoever could have the most rhinestones won. <laughs> oh wow. But I remember I remember some girls they would get like that. And I'm seeing that now with uh OnlyFans. Because even a friend of mine that she's been in the business for a while, we were talking one day and she had an OnlyFans and we were networking in like 2019 and we're like, what's up with these girls now? Like their heads are so inflated. <laughs> like like what's going on? Like what the hell? So you real? I'm kind of mine you- was too. So like when I like I was in an expo recently, uh-huh. and I was kind of thinking the same thing. But then I was thinking we were the same way, just in a different. You know, now it's like all about computers and everything. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's kind of cool. Like they all kind of look like anime characters. Like they've got different hair colors and like some. Oh, of them, like- you went to the Miami Exotica, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. We were supposed to. Um, now I remember because I went, but then I had my we hands were supposed to bump into each other, and we never. Yeah, did. okay. So yeah. you saw it at the. You saw what I was talking about. Yeah, like the new. Yeah, it's almost like there's a whole new like like um like some of them you can't even tell the genders, and I think that's deliberate. You know, like uh, and and it's it's like there's a new breed of entertainers that are that's out that's um. Um, but, but, but I know what you're talking about. There's that kind of like that I'm King shit kind of attitude, but we yeah. had that too. Like I had that, I had that too. Oh. And it's kind of like when you're, when you're in that position, you kind of have to be like that a little bit. I don't think I ever had it, but, um, like I've always just been honest with people, but I've experienced it more. Um, so when I, like, there, know, was a, there was never a time when you think you just had attitude, like, just where you thought you were just queen shit, like, or made yourself believe that way. No, I was more always focused on the bat. I was always about my money, always about my money. Okay. Um, also, the time, you know, the time period I started, nobody really looked like me. It's like, it was all about the blonde. It was all about, um, so I always kind of was put like on sh- certain shifts or whatever and then there was a period of time I had no choice but to dye my hair blonde to work at the club (laughs) like I remember when I went to Vegas that's when I really had to be blonde I remember because that was what was in and um and being (laughs) this is my real color (laughs) yeah this, this is my real color but for a long period of time I was like platinum blonde like and and it 
And when my uh, oldest graduated um, high school, I was like, I was buying lace fronts before it was a thing. And then I go, this is your tuition. Because, <laughs> like, you know, in Vegas, you had to be blonde to be to be seen mm-hmm. because of the dark lights. But uh, I don't think I ever was really like that. But I know the attitude because I, Mons Venus to me was the club that was famous. And mm-hmm. now I see this brand new attitude with the OnlyFans thing. And it's weird. It's weird. It's really, really weird. Like they, um, it's really, really weird. I've seen it still to this day with certain people, certain people, not everybody, not as much, but I remember as a dancer that, uh, that attitude. Um, so things, so how are you, so what do you think now of the sex worker world, what you've seen, what you've encountered? Um, I know. Well, first of all, I haven't made movie in like a million years. Um, uh-huh. so I don't have any like firsthand experience, but, um, I know that when I went to the convention and I talked to a few people, um, I- I'm working on a website that's a survey website so uh-huh. that, um, talent after each scene can fill out a form and then we can figure out which companies are behaving in certain ways and then talent can make informed decisions. And I know when I went to this convention, people had had some recent things happen where they wanted to fill out a form right then and there, which it's not ready. So, um, but but that tells me that there are still issues, similar issues that um, like I have illustrated in my book. Right. Oh, so you, you're coming out with a new, your your yeah. the plans for the future is to can I can I plug a website? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, if you if you go to sturdystairs.com, it's a free website for talent and it's it's got nine questions on the survey and they all have to do with informed consent, um, ranging from the time of scheduling to the time that you pick up your paycheck. Um, and hopefully like that's going to be up and running in January. And hopefully after we get so many surveys in, we can start seeing patterns of people and their behaviors um, so that talent can make more informed decisions with who they want to work for. That's a really good idea. And I think that's going to, um, that would help a lot of individuals that want to go into do porn that are willing to go without having any issues. Because what my the re- one of the many hundreds of reasons I never wanted to do porn is all I heard was horror stories. Right. And it seemed, I remember at the time when I lived in LA, you probably heard of this, uh, the, the talent agency, LA direct. Yeah. And I did bachelor parties myself. And all I heard was constant complaints, um, from the girls. Cause some of the girls I would employ and it was just nonstop. It just sounded like a nightmare. It looked like a nightmare. It didn't, it, nothing to me looked appealing because all I heard was issues here, going here, go to this. And then this was somebody with a camera. I didn't hear any, I, I only, I had a good friend that was actually with them that had one. That's the only one that could say anything positive, but it, it, it seems scary as shit. And this yeah. could last a lifetime of damage on somebody. And, and what mm-hmm. is somebody supposed to do when, when, you know, what would a person do that's in the position that you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I've been sexually assaulted before in a strip club. What do you do? How do you go to the police? How are you going to keep on working? You know, what if you're working it? Like my case, I had a family at home. I had children I had to take care of. Like, what, how do you you know, recover, have anybody take you so serious. My story is going to resonate with you because I had all that going on with me too. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. and I remember, like, I have a scene after after I got raped. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a scene where, like, I'm trying to work at the strip club, and just the air hitting my private parts is like, like, it's just everything is just so sensitive. <laughs> and and yeah. and how even if we're a sex worker, if something like that happens to us, we still have that PTSD. It still affects us, even though we're sex workers. Yeah, yeah. Even though we, you know, because as women, we're here to make a living to provide for our families, to keep on going in life. Um, you know, in your book, I see that you have two children and, um, you know, you were a young mother. Uh, you're just trying to pay your bills, mm-hmm. you know, and society, the way society has treated sex workers is just, it's horrible. The condition, you know, and if and you can't really go to a vanilla therapist, you can't it's kind of that's a whole nother issue in itself did you have trouble finding therapy also um I did and I didn't get therapy until 20 years later when I found pineapple support okay and so pineapple support was helpful with you pineapple support finally gave me PTSD therapy for the assault and and yeah it was very helpful I had not only group therapy with um and the thing is is I had group therapy with other sex workers so, you know, there wasn't any judgment there about, you know, b- because my assault was sex worker related. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any judgment about um, me being a sex worker to begin with. So it was right. very helpful. And then plus they also set me up with like just a regular counselor, you know, like on my own. So right. it, it was extremely helpful. Like I couldn't find that kind of therapy anywhere else. Like there's, there's no place else that provides that. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I believe like, I believe they provide for webcam workers and I'm not, I'm not a webcam worker right now. So like if I wanted to get therapy right now, I wouldn't be able to through them. But. Yeah. I think they, the thing with pineapple support, because I there was, was a, an exception. huh? I, I'm pretty sure I was an exception when they accepted me um, because of, well, you, you know, still were a former performer. Right. But, but be, I think you have, like, I think technically you have to have been a performer within so many years. Like, oh, within- okay. And because of like, it had just come out again, uh, you yeah. know, from the assault, like, because everything was on the news and it was like, like all fresh again. And the bandaid was, op- you know, ripped right. off and the scab was open that they, they accepted me and they, they found me support right away. So oh, good, um, good. That, that's a know- huge to them because I'm not even in there, you know, right. They, they made an exception. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, no, there needs yeah. to be something else for like all umbrellas of sex work. And I yeah, think, I think um, so somebody I knew that was an escort, they went to them, but they had the issue of sharing their name. And I'm like, but if you go to any therapist, you've got to share, you know, like the insurance, share the name. So there, there isn't, there's a demand for, uh, therapy for people that are sex workers it's kind of good if it's somebody that was in sex work but I feel like they need to be out of it because I've had my personal experience with somebody that was still in it and that didn't go well with me because it's like why huh why um the the reason why I felt like they had too much I had to hear 20 minutes about them in sex work and I'm like wait a minute this is an hour of my therapy I don't need to hear about what you're doing and I, I just, I, I felt like they personally, I had a very bad experience with the person. Um, also, they flaked on me three or four times. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, then I'm looking at their Twitter, like, and they're here and they're there and they're doing this. And I'm like, okay, they don't care about that. That's where I have an issue because to me, um, if you're going to go be a therapist, I feel like there, you need to, 
that's where you need to decide, am I still going to be a sex worker or am I going to be taking care of my patients? That's where I personally feel after my personal experience, I feel like the, the therapist needs to be out of sex work altogether because now you have that obligation to your patients and it shouldn't, I felt like this, this person, it was more of an ego with them. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So I, I couldn't really, uh, it was. It, it, you know, I had to hear 20 minutes about them and the business. And I was just like, oh, no, no. I know my therapist with pineapple support is currently a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was awesome. So, I mean, I'm sure it's different, you know. Yeah, like, I had yeah. a bad experience with one. And I just felt like, yeah, I wasn't too, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. I, I That's my personal belief. But, you know, with any therapist, somebody should sit and, um, what's the word? It, they should evaluate maybe do a couple sessions and then uh request another one if it's not the right one for them right yeah yeah um that's just me personally sharing about my personal experience but I'm glad you've got overall you got therapy you got he healed yeah but you know what it that that is an excellent point though is that when it did happen I, I didn't really know like how do you go to a therapist and tell her you're a sex worker and you got raved within the industry and then have you know, not expect them to try to talk you out of the industry first thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it, it, it was very like, you know, cause I had a lot of people around me after the assault say, you know, you didn't, you need to go get therapy. And it's like, who am I going to go to? Who, yeah. how am I gonna it, it's you? also, to me, it's similar to somebody that's gay that wants to go yeah. to a counselor because they're gay. They don't want conversion therapy. Right. You know, they want to talk about like, and that's the thing. this was 1997. So I was thinking that was what was going to happen to me. Right, right. And and, yeah, and I didn't want anyone to take dancing away from me. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that even though like I've danced and I went through the years, I didn't want um, and I was voluntary in sex work. I would not. That was my fear also with therapy is, you know, somebody taking it away also, yeah. because that's the way I take care of my family. That's right. what my bread and butter. And at the end of the yeah, day, that, I, was my, that was my primary fear about going to therapy back then. Right. And, and you never, did you have any issues with any fans, clients or any, um, stalkers or anything like that? Not really. As far as like the, I've, I've never really had any major problems with consumers. You know, I mean, I've had like weird emails and stuff like that, but not like, you know, I mean, the the worst situation that I've had with fans was after the assault, like, you know, people coming out and like contacting me about that, you know, expressing doubts or calling me a cunt or a liar. Or, um, but that's it. Like that, that was the worst, you know, thing that's happened, you know, with fans was, was when I came out about the assault. Okay. But other than that, you know. I've right. never had any problems with fans. Yeah. Well, no, I just wanted to ask that because uh, in general, some people, you know, maybe they've had it. That's the same experience I've had. I've had more issues. With- yeah. yeah, I found this to be a very safe business other than the people in it. <laughs> yes, that's me too. It's, I feel like it's the people in it that can make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and here, here's, here's the thing is that we're in a business where anytime you have a group of stigmatized people, yes, predators know that that's easy prey. 
because they're going to have a harder time setting boundaries. So the business is going to attract predators. And now I'm not saying that there's, you know, I'm not saying that all people in this business are predators because that's not true. There are a lot of really good people in this business, Mm -hmm. but, but the, the, the predators are always going to be there and they're always going to be attracted to this business as long as the people in it are stigmatized. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The predators, you said that very nicely. So can you let everybody know um, where they could find you? Um, You can find my website at Mm jennifermondello.com or you can find my Instagram at the real Jennifer Steele and that's Steele with an E at the end. Um, And then I also have a Twitter that's, this is kind of (laughs) harder. It's it's at Jennifer 090311. Oh, nine, oh, three. <laughs> yeah, that's my Twitter. <laughs> I, Lainey says I need to do a better one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to, um, talking and sharing with me your experience. And I just want to help people and, um, open up eyes a little bit more. Um, thank you for the, letting me speak truth. I appreciate it. Yeah. Talking. And that's what I want is I want people to hear the truth and, you know, like we've been in this business. And like you said, there's the adult agency book right there. Um, and you could get it on Amazon adult agency. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and letting me come on here. All right. And And I look forward to seeing you at Exotica, New Jersey. Yes. Yes. All right.